0: this is Drew Ross. Welcome to the Better You, Love Drew podcast. Hey everybody and welcome back. We're going to be talking about an interesting topic today and it's networking. This one is near and dear to my heart because I do it so much. I have this friend Robert, uh, one of my besties in Chicago, and he always Text texting me, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm either going to a networking event, I'm currently in one, or I am leaving one. Like, I do these all the time. So as you know, I live in Chicago, so I do a balance between in-person events and then virtual events, because the city does, does such a good job of offering both. And currently I'm in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, visiting some family. And so here I just do virtual so I sort of want to talk about just in general, my networking experiences to date. And then I also want to talk about just some learnings, just some things that I've noticed, just some things that I've seen come up. And I just want to talk about all of these things. So this is not a place for judgment. This is not knocking on the networking community. These are just some common bindings that I see on my end that I try, avoid isn't the word, but that I try to really learn from in my experiences networking. To give you a brief example to start, I joined an event this morning, and one of the questions was, tell me about one of your role models. And my answer to that question, I actually joined a little bit late because I had a meeting slide over. I joined a little bit late, and my answer to that question and I say that I am I was joining late because I didn't get to hear all the, all the other answers. But my answer was I have had multiple role models throughout my entire life. So my parents would be role models, each for different reasons. When I was growing up, I was a huge tennis guy. So like Andy Roddick was a huge role model for me. And as I started to come out as gay, Jeff Lewis, who was on Bravo TV, is flipping out. He's still on Bravo a little bit today. He was a role model for me. So like I've had different role models throughout my life and I attribute them to the phases of my life. So like my parents weren't necessarily uh, role models that I was leaning on when I was like learning to play tennis, but I had somebody else that I could call on. So I also was thinking as the main presenter at the networking event was sort of rounding out the role model conversation. I was like, I have so many role models that I don't aspire to be. And so I sort of flipped it on the other side and I was like, I have role models that I looked up to growing up and that I look up to today. And then I also had role models growing up and then I also look at today and be like, I don't want to be like them at all. So this is the purpose of the networking conversation that we're having today. I have had experiences that I love, that I lean into, that I look forward to, that I really learn from in a positive way that I want to replicate in my business and for my personal life. And then I have networking role model examples that I just don't really lean into. And I try and not replicate in my business or in my personal life or in my conversations. So that's how I want you to view it as this isn't a, we're just ragging on networking events and talking about how they're just the worst thing ever because they are highly valuable. They exist all over the world for such good reason. And they are an amazing outlet for having human connection interaction When you're growing a business or starting something new, it's really amazing to talk about what you do and have a human being interact with the words that you're saying because it just helps you build your confidence and your sort of terminology describing this is what I do and this is what I focus on. I want to talk about a couple things that I've noticed that I don't try and replicate in my business and in my personal life. And then maybe these are things that you can incorporate into your daily corporate life, your daily entrepreneurial journey, or just your daily life in general. So something that always gets me is when we go around the room and we do like 60 second elevator pitches, talking about literally what we do and who we are. And something that drives me wild is when people are like reading from the screen, and they have like little jokes and anecdotes that are included in their pitches. Here's the thing. I am not judging the individual. I am just describing how it makes me feel when I'm listening to somebody read a script about what they do, and it just comes off as salesy. It comes off as they just have they have these wooed words that they just repeat over and over again to sort of have people buy into their business, and it doesn't seem personal. And when I think about these networking events, like the way that business happens and the way that business occurs is you are building trust in relationships. Like you're literally finding ways to connect with another human being in a sense that I trust you enough to do business with you. I trust you enough to have a follow-up one-on-one with you. I trust you to learn more about what it is that you do. And I want to grow the connection. So when I hear scripted sales conversations or scripted, ideas and, and, and terminology on what somebody does. It just is all coming from the head and not the heart. So that's one thing that sort of rubs me the wrong way. And then another thing is recognition. So there are uh, groups that I've been a part of or groups that I've been a visitor to and attended online or in person. And one of and I would even see this in corporate as well. But one of the biggest things that some of these group leaders should talk about would be like giving recognition, like recognition is a core value, or it's something that's highly important within this organization and in this group. So flashing back to my corporate job really quick, you all may or may not know this, but my old boss was my only professional supervisor that I had throughout my entire corporate career. And he never asked me the question, are you, he would ask me the question, what motivates you? And he would give me options. And, but one option that he would never give me was recognition. Because, and I don't know if he was doing this, but what I firmly believe is that he knew that he couldn't meet the requirements of my recognition because that's extremely hard to do. First of all, if I am needing recognition to feel fulfilled in my role based on somebody else, I'm just giving all of my power away to that individual. Because recognition and giving myself a pat on the back and celebrating my own hard work and my achievements, I'm capable of doing that on my own. When I'm giving that away to somebody else then and they're not meeting the requirements, say I wanted to be recognized every single day and my boss isn't doing that, of course I'm going to be naturally miserable. And then say he is doing it every day. At some point, I'm going to want more. Now I'm going to want it to be twice a day. And then he just has to live up to this expectation, this high standard of giving me recognition all the time. So the two things that I wanted to start, start off with is, first of all, if there is any opportunity for you to be able to speak from the heart and have a human connection where you are just abliving what it is that you do and letting it serve as practice, I find it highly valuable. I resonate so much more with the people that are telling me about their business And I can tell that they're not reading it from a script. And I can also tell that it's coming from their heart when they're tripping over words, when it's just a little bit imperfect, but I know that they're passionate about it. I can feel that when they are just generating it from their heart. So that's one thing. And the second thing is the recognition space. If you are in some type of setting or environment where recognition is something that you lean on as means of feeling fulfilled or being highly motivated by. I think it's just something fun to question and look at and just be like, if I could take all of this recognition and this uh, sort of praise and bring it in-house within me, what is it that I would be doing? And then you won't have to rely on any external circumstances to make you feel better. That doesn't mean that you don't receive recognition at all. It's just going to mean a little bit less, honestly. Like when you're celebrating yourself, and you recognize and acknowledge all of your accomplishments and you realize that you can do it for yourself and that's enough, when people are giving you recognition on the outside, sure, it's, it should certainly feel good, but it just doesn't have as much weight. It's not as needed and it's not as dire that it exists. So when it's happening to you, you can sort of just acknowledge like, yep, I agree. I totally agree with you. I've been recognizing myself for this hard work. For a while now, and now that you've noticed it and you're recognizing me for it, I can totally agree with you rather than really leaning on it as a means for you to be successful and motivated in your role. So those are two things to start with the script. If you have any opportunity in any area of your life to go off script and just practice, even if it's a little bit messy, what it is that you do. I have a strong feeling and belief that if you are doing it from the heart Rather than from an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, it's going to come off way more relatable, way more connected, and it's just going to be more true and authentic to who you are. Maybe in the beginning you use a script and then as you practice more and more, you get to come off of that script a little bit. And then recognition, find ways to recognize yourself outside of being recognized by another. Two other things that I noticed with these networking events that I attend all the time. Like I said, in Chicago, it's a mix of in-person and it's a mix of virtual. So I'm getting a good dose of behind-the-screen laptop and face-to-face human interaction. And there are two stark differences between the two. When I am in the in-person environment, I'm thinking on my feet. Like when I am in front of someone and they were asking me live questions, my brain has to be quick and my answers have, my responses have to be pretty fast. When I'm doing a virtual networking event, they'll literally pose a question on a slide and then I get to think about it for at least two to three minutes and then I get to answer. I've found that there is a more candid, heartfelt, and more flowy response when I'm in and I'm getting better at describing who I am and what I do to the mass public when I get that human interaction. I have less time to think which means it sort of just rolls off the tongue and it's more conversational. So if there's any opportunity, what I'm thinking about right now is like, if you work a job or a role that's a hundred percent online, there's a cool space. Like if you have a hybrid opportunity, like how cool would it be to take advantage of that? There is a lot that we can learn from humans interacting in person with the words that we say. Like we're literally taking our words and we're beta testing it with people that are right in front of us. And I find that you learn, you sort of learn to think and respond quicker when you have that in-person interaction. So I always try and have a mesh between the virtual if I literally can't make it in person and then the in-person events so that I have that practice of thinking on my toes, thinking on my feet, and also just showing my personality in real life there is way more to Drew Ross than just my head and my shoulders. Like I like for people to see all of my mannerisms when I'm in an in-person networking event. So if you are somebody that tends to hide behind that camera screen or that Zoom screen, it could be a good opportunity for you to get out there and work some of those hybrid events, work some of those hybrid roles. If you have an opportunity to get into the office for your corporate job, I find it to be highly valuable. Something that I've learned is that practicing the element of talking about what I do in person has been far more beneficial than just taking the Zoom call, the virtual networking event from home. I think having a balance between the two is really important. Something else that I think about is like the COVID life obviously is something that has a lot of us working from home. But at this point, there are many, many, many opportunities where we can work the in-person environment. So I've seen a large benefit of having a mix between the two. And I know that because right now in North Carolina, I can pretty much only do virtual events and I'm missing that in-person interaction. So I'm excited to get back to Chicago for that reason. And the final thing that I wanted to talk about is the level of confidence that you bring And the definition that you place on the idea of professionalism. So I candidly, just because I own my own business and I run it, I show up to events and even to client calls like in a tank top. And that's just the attire that I wear sometimes. And I was trained to believe when I was growing up and when I was doing events for school and for my corporate job that I needed to wear a certain type of attire I needed to have a suit, a button down, a tie for me to look professional enough so that I would be perceived as professional. But what if you and any area of your life got to determine what professionalism means to you? That doesn't mean that means the color of your hair can be anything, piercings. You can have any type of attire that you would like. If you're working a corporate job or you're going to school, obviously there are certain settings where you have to have a certain type of attire. But there has to be one little element of you that you enjoy about yourself that you believe others would deem as unprofessional. So it's something that you cover up. For me, it was going to calls and tank tops. And I determined and decided that I'm comfortable enough and I can deliver results and great calls for my clients in a tank top. So that's an environment that I could bring to a virtual or in-person networking event. And honestly, it makes me show up better. Knowing that I have the confidence to just roll up in the attire that makes me feel my best, especially in the summer months, I really enjoy that element of just being me to the fullest potential and being like, it, having the question in my brain if I wear this, is this going to be unprofessional? And then me getting to decide, I determine what's professional or not, and then rolling with it. I think this has been such a benefit and a play to my business, to the way that I show up for my clients knowing that I have the definition of professionalism. And sometimes that involves a tank top. I remember I was attending one event and this gentleman was like, you're on a tank top. And I said, you're right. And he said, well, I'm surprised that you came to a networking event in a tank top. And I said, why? And he was like, well, I just feel like a lot of people come to networking events and suits and ties or cover ups and blouses or you know whatever women wear I don't know the exact terminology for like female professional attire and he was like generally I just find that to be a little bit more professional so to me what he's describing is uniqueness but to him he's just believing that I am unprofessional and that's totally okay not my client not my connection so something to consider here is there is a lot of power in that one thing that you deem as part of your identity and somebody else would deem as unprofessional, but you get to do it anyways. So this isn't showing up to like a a client call in a bathing suit, right? Or to the corporate office, like in a bikini, but maybe you have a piercing or maybe you have a tattoo that you've never shown before. Maybe you have something about your hair, hairstyle that you wouldn't normally wear or a pair of shoes or an outfit. Like, what if you just got to determine that it was professional and it meant nothing about your ability to perform your job or what it is that you do on a daily basis really, really well? I think that there is a lot of power in not being defiant. This isn't a defiance of everybody's going to wear suits and I hate suits and I want to be the only one that's wearing a tank top because I, I actually don't wear tank tops to every single client call and every single networking event. But just giving yourself the freedom and ability to be like, if there was one thing that I wouldn't want to cover up anymore, that's a part of my identity, but I don't actually flex on it because I'm afraid that people are going to call me unprofessional. Literally, the worst thing that happens is people call you unprofessional, but you still show up and do an amazing job at what you do. Because at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what your hair looks like or the piercings that you have or the tattoos that you have either. It's part of who you are. It's not part of your ability to do things well and to the best of your ability. So here are just a couple of things that I've learned during this networking event journey. Just to recap really quick, if you have an opportunity to go off script and tell it from the heart and just let it be a little bit more imperfect and a little bit messy with the idea that it's going to come off as more authentic and more vulnerable with more trust behind it, I think that's an amazing path to take. If you could start recognizing yourself today without needing recognition for others, what would that look like? A lot of the times it's just celebrating the little wins, allowing recognition to come in because it will, but knowing that you don't have to lean on that as an external motivator to do really, really, really good work because at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we're in control of our feelings and somebody else isn't. And then the in-person versus virtual interactions, any opportunity you have for in-person interactions, There are so many elements that are involved with the in-person stuff. The mannerisms, thinking on your feet, having real humans interact with your personality in live time is scary, but it's so worth it because you get to have some live testing on how you describe yourself personally or professionally, what you do personally or professionally, and you get to really bring in a whole element of yourself that's really hard to translate behind a Zoom screen. So if you are wanting for people to get to know you a little bit better In-person is going to be the way to go. And then lean on those virtual events when you just physically can't make it in-person. And then the attire portion. You have an idea of who you are and really what you like to wear and express yourself. And then you have this idea, potentially, I know that I would have this too, that if I showed up this way that people would consider me unprofessional. But what if me identifying, me coming up with the definition of professionalism and following that through was the most powerful thing that I could do for the way that I feel think and feel when I show up to things that are really important to me. All things to ponder, all things to consider. Again, none of these things, if you didn't resonate with some of the things that were said, none of these have to be adopted, but a lot of them can be a place where you get curious and you think, if this could be applied, where would I apply it? Looking forward to seeing you all next week and thanks for tuning in. ways are you tapping into the best version of yourself on a daily basis maybe you've been following me since the beginning or maybe this is your first ever better you love drew podcast episode regardless if you like what you hear on the podcast i want to take this information and apply it to your life today that's what i'm here for working with a life coach helps make your already amazing life even more amazing it's possible to set up really big goals and achieve them. And it's possible to change the way you are currently operating to show up daily for a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. And it's also a lot easier than you might think. Instead of thinking success like that happens to other people, let me show you how you can do it for yourself. Book a consultation with me via Instagram at Drew Ross Coaching. You can also do it via my website, DrewRossCoaching.com, Or by sending me an email, drewrosscoaching at gmail.com. The time is now and you are ready, I promise you. See you in the consultation.